Hello and welcome back to the Littlest Petcast. I'm your host James and today we are going over the episode Secret Cupet. Now, this is the last time I'm going to do this, but I am just going to quickly point out I am doing this in Netflix order, which will sort itself out by episode 16 of season 3 and then no more confusion. But this is the last time I'm going to say it, just so just so we're all clear on this. Now, the other thing I want to clear up before we get into this is I said I was going to plan to have an episode later last week from when I posted it. But that didn't happen, and this is a severely delayed episode. Yeah, a lot happened... And this is why I said season three is going to be a bit disjointed. So, uh, like, I'm going to try to get an episode out whenever I can. Because it's going to get hectic for this month. And a few of the upcoming months, maybe, depending on what internship I'm getting. So, just to reiterate... Just because episodes aren't coming out as frequently doesn't mean I want to discontinue the podcast or am discontinuing the podcast without telling anyone. It just means life is hectic at this point and like, like doing this takes time and doing schoolwork takes time. Doing actual work takes time and like I need time for myself. Stuff happens. This is why I'm glad for the new apartment era. Because, like, on top of all of that, like, my, my old apartment, there was some some troubles that just could not allow me to focus entirely. And Yeah, okay. That said, let's get into the episode. So, we begin... At school, Blythe and Youngmi are walking with cupcakes when Blythe stops them. Youngmi says, like, they shouldn't really stop because they gotta take these to the bake sale. But Blythe says that they can't go that way because Josh Sharp is there. And they go and hide in the bushes, and Youngmi is confused because she thought Blythe liked Josh Sharp. <laughs> Blythe explains that she does and she doesn't and it's confusing for her. Oh, oh to be young and in love is it's it's kind of a nightmare in its own self. So she explains that whenever she walks by Josh, something embarrassing happens and Josh says hi and Blythe laughs a goofy laugh and young me decides, yeah, no, that's embarrassing. So they walk around, and Young Me asks, "Is it really that bad?" And then she sees Blythe about to slip on a mud puddle and tries to warn her, but uh, it's too late. And Blythe slips on the mud puddle, lands, and the cupcakes land on her. And then Josh walks by, says hi, and then Blythe laughs and. You know what? I I can't even replicate the laugh that well. 
There's a lot of wheezing and and, and a snort, I believe, in there. But it's really hard to replicate. And I don't know uh, if I could. See, see this this is why for all all the stuff that like people say about, you know, oh this this isn't I don't believe this character or whatever. You know, voice acting is hard and getting getting a laugh like that is hard. <laughs> so you you gotta you gotta respect voice acting as a profession. You know? You know? Anyway, Young Me sees how bad that whole thing was and comments on it, and then Blaith eats one of the cupcakes that fell on her. Because, you know, what else do you do? I've had those days, or moments, or whatever, and you feel, like, terrible and you just want to eat something. Especially if it's not good for you, like a cupcake isn't. It's just... Especially, like, these are big cupcakes, too. I think, like, like they're, they're about the size of my fist if I brought them into the real world. And, like, I'm not... I don't have, like, the smallest hands. Uh, let's see. Let's see if I can find something comparable. Okay, after looking around a bit, uh, I didn't have to get out of this chair. I found this thing of, like, Clorox disinfecting wipes. Uh, so apparently it, it contains 75 wet wipes. It's about one pound and 3.7 ounces or 559 grams. Okay, so the top of it, the top where you pop it off and stuff, like my, my fist is about that big and it's about as wide as the Clorox logo on that particular canister. Like if you were to flatten it. So it's about that big. So yeah, these are these are fairly big cupcakes. Either way though, opening credits roll and then we transition to the pet shop where the girls are looking out the window and they notice, and Penny takes notice specifically, that love is in the air. She points out a cat couple, a bird couple, and a slug couple, and they all go, aww. And it is, it is cute. I will admit that. But you know who won't admit that? Russell, because in this episode, he's basically the Valentine's Day version of Scrooge and doesn't care about love and will not shut up about how much he does not care about love. Uh, so I also do want to point out that this episode kind of uh, like impedes the... Penny, Blythe, Russell thing a little bit. But I I do kind of have to assume that he does have like a crush on one or both of them. Both of them, I guess. And is just like doing this to be like just a dumb macho kind of 
facades, you know, he's not ready to open up and he thinks feelings are dumb and I don't know. It's it's that like dumb machismo stuff that like you know, like you know teenagers. Apparently the pets are also teenagers. Which I mean, I proven that in Hedgehog in the Plastic Bubble where you know the the, the quilling thing. If it's it's this is a whole complicated mess and this episode is gonna get a whole complicated messier and I love it. I love it. To put things in order, so the animals have these human like traits which gives them about the same lifespan as a human. They're not completely human, but whatever. So quilling, I looked up in hedgehogs, one of them correlates with adolescence in humans. And so we're going to assume that all of these animals are also adolescents. <laughs> and now we because they're all adolescents, uh, Russell is taking a real adolescent approach to the idea of love. That's basically that. That's the most complicated thing for now. But it's going to get a little more complex, especially at the end. And I love it. Okay, back to the episode. Penny asks, don't you just like movies where the prince falls in love with the princess? But Russell says he likes movies where spaceships fly to distant planets and explore them or whatever. Now, have I got a book slash movie series for the both of you? It's this thing called Ferguson Annabelle. It takes place on the distant planets and starships, but it also has a prince falling in love with the princess. At least I think Fergus is a prince. I know Annabelle is a princess, and I know Prince Skeezius also falls in love with her. But you know what? We're gonna push Prince Skeezius aside cause he's he's a skis ball. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. If you cannot tell, I love this episode and we haven't even gotten to the part that I actually love. So Oh god, this is gonna be a long <laughs> Okay, so Sunil walks in and says he likes movies where someone falls down a lot. Vinny walks in and falls, and Russell and Sunil laugh while the girls roll their eyes. Penny says that Russell hasn't really experienced love yet, and when he does, it will be magical. And Russell goes, ha, 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 ha. But then a goat who is eating the curtains named Babalu... And yeah, he baas, so he says ba-ba-loo. And he, he talks like that. It's it's annoying, but again, like it's a, it's a skill. I, I don't think I could handle like ah-ing for as many lines as he has. So, you know, it's a skill. You gotta appreciate the skill, even if you don't like the the outcome. So, he he is in the 
day camp area. And he says, I was once like you, but then I changed. And the girls want details. And I love in this scene how, like, Pepper, like, gives off the romantic fragrance. Like, you can see she's clouding up or whatever you would call this. Because, like, like, I guess it would be a spray. Man. Man, it has been... A while since I did an episode where I got this off track. <laughs> Either way. So, uh, I, I like that detail. It's a really good detail. And, I, and you know, I love a lot of little details about this episode, and I will go over them with you. Ugh. So, Babalu says he remembers it like it was five minutes ago. And Penny asks because it was so romantic. And Babalu says that... And it happened five minutes ago. And he was walking with his owner when he saw a pig with their owner. And at first, he didn't notice her. But then a mysterious song played. And it was like a switch flipped on. And uh, he was suddenly interested in her when he looked into her eyes. And the two became a couple. And the girls think it's a sweet story, and Penny says that she has heard about this. And that there is a mysterious pet who goes around spreading love like a pet Cupid. And then Pepper says, more like a cute pet, and then laughs to herself. And Penny says that she goes by the name Secret Cupid. Hey, that's almost the name of the episode. <laughs> Uh, so Penny asks if that sounds romantic, but Russell says it sounds dumb. Ugh. Oh boy. Oh boy, there's still a fair amount of episode to go. So in Blythe's room, Blythe is still embarrassed. And young me says, just because you slid on a mud pile and got like cupcakes in your face and Josh walked by... Yeah, no, that could happen to anyone. And Blythe looks up from the pillow she's burying herself in and says she still has crumbs in her eyes. And you can see the crumbs in her eyes because her eyes are big. And maybe that's why, why like, the, the cupcakes are so big in this universe because a lot of people have big eyes. And you know what they say about, like, eating with your eyes over your stomach. I don't know what the exact term of that is. But either way, young me is doing research on Blythe's computer and says that in ancient times, people who wanted to express their feelings wrote this thing called a letter. They would put it in an envelope and they would send it in a mailbox where it would arrive two days later or something. She's explaining this. Like, this is ancient. Like, you see, like, like a hieroglyph. Then, like, like a 1600s, you know, like, pen and quill and stuff like that. It's, it's amazing. <laughs> uh, and Blythe says it sounds complicated. So, so, like, both of them are acting like, like, uh, I don't know. Like, they're, they're borderline millennials. I, yeah, because, like. Like, if, the, if they're, like, 13 in 2012, 
which is when this show started, but I don't know how, how much time passes in this show. Like, like we don't get a Blythe birthday episode, I don't think. It's, um, I don't know if we get a, bir- well, we get a quarter birthday episode. I don't remember a birthday episode. Like, are we still in 2012? Or are we in 2014 at this point? So, time is weird in this show. I don't, I don't know. Maybe she is in high school by the end of this. Oh boy, cannot wait to listen back to all of this in editing. (laughs) Because I get sidetracked so much. But yeah, they're borderline millennials, which, I mean, I think they're still millennials, but they're in the mix of, like, millennials and net generation, I guess is what we're calling Generation Z. So, whatever. Either way, young me wants to give it a try and writes Josh's name and address on the envelope. How does she know Josh's address? I guess she's just weird like that. But either way, it doesn't matter because Blaith tries to stop her, but she falls off her bed and then tries stopping her again. But Youngmi explains that they're not going to send it. You're just going to write it out and then throw it away. And then Blaith is like, so it's like I'm throwing away all of these <laughs> embarrassing feelings. <laughs> And then she begins to write. (laughs) Blythe writes that she finds it cute when Josh goes to the board and solves a math problem. (laughs) Which is adorable. It really is adorable. But Yagmi finds it boring. And she wants more embarrassing feelings. (laughs) So Blythe can work it out properly. Blythe says, like... uh, sure and then she goes on to like write oh josh i think it's cute when you solve for a true square root (laughs) and then young me sets her up with i know that one plus one is two and then blythe finishes but when i see you doing math my insides turn to goo and blythe and young me are just having fun with this because like like, like, young love is complicated, but it's also, like, dumb at points. And, like, I like that they can recognize how dumb this is. But it's still cute in a way. And you know what? You know, I'm just going to talk about it here. I'm just going to talk about it here. Okay. I needed to calm down to focus on what I wanted to say. Because it's a bit complicated. And me being in that fervor... Would not help things. So, me and my friends sort of have an argument going on. Like, they don't really like it when, like, I ship underage people. But I have to clarify each time. Just, I want them doing adorable stuff in in the context that they can handle. I don't I don't want them doing anything 
explicit. I mean, who wants that? Only only creepos want that. Only creepos want that, and I I do not want that. I just I just want them doing doing cute stuff like like ad- admiring them doing a math problem, which is which is really cute. It's like it's so pure in a sense that like you just you just don't get a lot of the time elsewhere. And it's that it's that stuff. It's like them holding hands or just leaning on each other for a bit or just like finding all the little things they do cute. It's not anything explicit. In fact, like like even like like a kiss is like might be a bit too far at some points. But like like if if it's right, a kiss can work, but I don't think like a kiss can work in this context or in like other contexts. It's just it's just like like you, you like 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 Jake on Adventure Time says there's like these like stairs that a relationship can be on. And like like Jake, I will say you stay away from stair 15 <laughs> or whatever. It's it's like that. I want what's best for these characters if they're going to do this. And I don't want them getting too ahead of themselves because only creeps want that. And I, I'm just I'm just Jake just saying don't go there. You're absolutely not ready for it. Okay? Back to the episode. We transition from Blythe's room to the pet shop and Russell is annoyed by Babalu dancing about but Minka and Pepper like it Russell then gets picked up by Babalu and they start dancing while Russell begs to be let go and Russell forces his way out but lands in a toy pile with a toy arrow through his head Russell says that's it and they need to stop this love vigilante this secret cupid and they need a detective he then pulls out a hat and magnifying glass and says, And by Jove, I think I've got one. And then everyone else starts singing Cyril McFlip, but Cyril says, Never mind to that. We have to investigate. And I love that. I love that little moment where they break out into Cyril McFlip just for like a few seconds. But then Cyril says, Nope. No. And so... Vinny says he agrees with Russell, I mean Cyril McFlip. And Sunil does as well, as he does not want to end up like Babalu. Penny wants to go as well to meet the secret Cupid, but Cyril says that they're not there to make chums with them, but you being there could prove beneficial, or something. It's been a bit. I, I took these notes last night. So Cyril lays out his plan. He and Penny will pose as potential boyfriend and potential girlfriend and Penny seems absolutely all right with that. <laughs> However, Cyril says, that the secret Cupid's efforts will be thwarted by Vinny and Sunil catching them red-handed when they show up. Sunil asks, how will we recognize them? And Vinny says, duh, he just said the culprit is the one with the red hands. <laughs> and then Russell face palms. Oh, God, I love this episode. I love this episode. Oh, I'm going to get into why more, but, oh, God, this episode is just so good. 
So back in Blythe's room, Blythe finishes writing her most embarrassing feelings down, and Young Me takes it and threatens to send it. And Blythe and Young Me have a chase around the room, which ends with Blythe throwing a pillow at Young Me, knocking her over. Young Me says she wasn't going to do it. And then Blythe takes the letter and says that it is signed, sealed, and never to be delivered. And then Young Me leaves, saying that she needs to deliver replacement cupcakes after uh, all of those cupcakes fall on Blythe. Blythe readies the letter for the trash, but then the guys in Penny come up and ask to be taken to the park. Blythe says she wasn't planning on going out, but they give her puppy dog eyes for a split second, and Blythe agrees. And I also like the audio cue here, where, like, when the puppy dog eyes come on, it's playing this really sad music, but then Blythe immediately agreeing. Like, you hear the record scratch right there. That is a nice touch. And, like, like it, it plays on the uh, on the thing. Because, like, you've seen them do Puppy Dog Eyes before and it takes a second. And now now it just doesn't even take a second. It's just, like, uh, immediate. Like, that. Oh, God. It's so good. I love this. Okay. So the pets head out and Blythe chucks the letter in the bin. But it falls out. And Roger walks by looking for Blythe. And finds the letter. He says he hasn't seen a letter in ages. And says, how retro. (laughs) God. He thinks that Blythe doesn't realize that you have to put it in the mailbox to send it. So he goes to send it. Oh my God, Roger. Roger, you are such of your soul. Oh God, we do not deserve you. (laughs) Oh God. Oh, God, this episode just keeps getting better, and I absolutely love describing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so they're walking in the park, and Blythe asks Russell about his mustache and Penny Ling about her wig. And they say, you know, they're just trying a new look. And Blythe then asks about Vinny and Sunil's nets. They say they're going butterfly catching and that it's a new hobby they're trying. Although I would like to point out, that butterflies are at least somewhat sentient, and one of them helped you back in Rio to get everything in order to squash jerk Ramon and give Blade the victory in a carnival <laughs> parade. Although, to be completely fair, this could be like jellyfishing in SpongeBob, where they just let the jellyfish go afterwards. And they just do it for the fun of it. But Blythe is like, okay, whatever, and lets them out. Russell reiterates the plan and tells Vinny and Sunil to go hide in the bushes. So Russell and Penny also walk off. And Sunil says, Roger. And Vinny says, Roger? Uh, Okay, I've been calling him Russell. So uh, Russell and Penny come back and pretend to have a chance encounter and Russell says, hey, panda bear, I'm just a single hedgehog looking for love. And Penny replies, and I'm just looking for a cute guy as well, preferably a doctor. <laughs> oh, God. And Blythe looks on and is like, oh, what are you doing? And then Russell says, you know, we're just acting. And Blythe is like, oh, whatever. 
And Russell says that there is no sign of secret Cupid to Penny. Penny says that they need to keep up the gift. <laughs> and then Penny is like, hey, can you compliment me? And then Russell's like, well, uh, there's your fur, which is very furry and furry and stuff. And then Penny asks what else he likes. And Russell says this is an act. But Penny, like, lowers her eyes and is like, really come on i just i just want you to compliment me or something <laughs> like like take take the hint and then penny's like you were saying how adorable i was but then russell says you're pushing it but then we hear the secret cupid song and determines it's coming from bushes over there so they go <laughs> so russell goes there and finds None other than sugar sprinkles. And that sugar sprinkles is the secret Cupid. And sugar sprinkles says, Aw, you're so cute. But you got me. However, I've got you as well. And then sugar sprinkles plays more of her song. And it works like a charm on Russell. Because it essentially is a charm. And something I want to note here. So the Secret Cupid melody was heard earlier in Babalu's flashback, but without words, this one has words. And it's something you can really appreciate on a second time viewing or more time viewing or whatever. And it's, you might not notice it in the first, but it's, it is the same melody. And it's a really good musical cue as well. So Russell gets bumped out and sees Penny Ling and Penny Ling looks at him as well and he instantly goes gaga for her and then Sugar Sprinkles walks out and Vinny and Sunil attempt to rush her and then there's a fight cloud but Sugar Sprinkles leaves and Vinny and Sunil catch Russell and then Sunil asks why we're not chasing Sugar Sprinkles but Russell says, now that I think about it, what's the harm in Secret Cupid? After all, this world could use a little more love, especially with someone as cute as Penny Link. And Vinny and Sunil are confused, and Penny walks over and asks if Russell is okay. And then Russell floats, he floats, and hits on Penny some more. He's <laughs> like, well, hello there, Panda Bear. And Penny is confused but remembers that they're pretending. But Russell says that we don't need to speak. We don't need words because we have the language of love. Oh, oh God. This is, it's hilarious, but it's not, it's not good, but it's hilarious. So, Blythe then gets a call for young me saying Josh was skating past the pet shop and Blythe thinks it's a good omen that she's in the park but young me says he was heading towards the park. Blythe sees him and makes a break for it with the pets and then they hide behind some bushes in a tree. What is it with this episode in bushes? There's there's a lot of hiding in bushes this episode. <laughs> so anyway... Well, while all that, Russell says we have to stop meeting like this. And it's, oh, it's so dumb. Ugh. 
So, so they make it back to the littlest pet shop, and Blythe hides and pulls like the curtain down on the doors. Like the, the the door has windows, and it has these two little curtains that you pull down, stuff like that. And then uh, Minka asks if they're playing hide and seek and wants to play. Someone opens the door, and Blythe closes it on them and says, "We're closed." And then Roger. It's Roger, by the way, and he says, in the middle of the day? And Blythe lets him in and says it was a joke. And then Roger says, oh, Blythe, you're such a card. And speaking of cards, I mailed that letter for you. And then Blythe asks, what letter? And Roger says, that letter I found in the red envelope on the floor of your room. And Blythe is shocked. And Roger tells Blythe, you know, Blythe, you actually have to send the letter. Oh, God. And then Blythe chases after it with Minka on her back. And Roger calls out, Don't worry, I stuck a stamp on it. Which, oh, goodness gracious, Roger, I love you. So, Blythe finds the nearest post box, which, I guess, by deductive reasoning, is the one that Roger put it into, I guess. And asks Minka to go in and find... A red envelope. And then Minka goes in. And uh, someone else wants to put a package in there. But uh, Minka shrieks. And they distract him from it. And then Minka says she found it. And then exits. And then they bolt. (coughs) Minka hands Blythe the letter. But the envelope is green and asks what happened and then Minka says I guess you forgot monkeys are red green color black <laughs> so so this is another instance where like they do mention a colorblind thing although this seems like this episode only as Minka can tell green from red on her paintings I think I don't know, maybe she's just used to it at this point. I don't know how colorblindness works exactly. But this is another thing where I think since, like, monkeys and humans are, like, so close together, their evolution into a more human-like state, like, is kind of impeded by, like, like how close they are to humans. So I guess there's that. So the the mail carrier uh, comes and picks up all the letters from that mailbox, and Blythe is embarrassed. And then Josh passes by, and Blythe laughs her goofy laugh, and Josh is like, yeah, I can get behind that, and walks off, and Blythe is still embarrassed. Meanwhile, we're back at the pet shop, and Russell gives flowers to Penny and calls her his boopsy whoopsy panda bear. And Penny's like, that's very nice, and then walks away. But Russell pops up on the other side of her and then offers her candy. And Penny's like, I don't know. And Russell says, it's your favorite strawberry-flavored bamboo. And he puts one in Penny's mouth and... Penny walks off again, but Russell appears there as well and is ready to tango. So Russell tangos with Penny and Penny's a bit confused. And Russell, in this moment, says one of my 
favorite lines from the series. You know, senorita, they say that Spanish is the language of love. Hola, tortilla, feliz navidad, burrito. And he does that last one right in Benny Ling's ear. And it is, oh, it is so layered on how dumb this is. It's so amazing. Like, 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 there, there's like, the fact that this is questionable behavior at best, there's Russell, like, trying to impress someone. <laughs> there's, like, like, not getting what makes Spanish a language of love and saying random Spanish phrases that he knows. Two of them being food-related. And it's so, so layered. In this, it is, it is just like, like a parfait of stupidity, <laughs> and I love it. Penny uh, says, you know, Russell, you don't need to do this. And Russell says, I don't need to do this, of course, but I want to do this. You know, love never takes a vacation, and, uh... Penny says that she needs one and runs off, but then Russell goes full Pepe Le Pew and starts chasing her and bouncing around. So, uh, transition to more bushes. There are a lot of bushes in this episode. So, apparently, Blythe has found time to go back to the shop, drop off Minka, and bring Zoe, and they're spying on Josh's house and the mailman. And uh, Blythe asks Zoe to go on and attack the mailman. Zoe says that, oh, the whole dog fighting the mailman thing is such a cliche. I really want to bring something new to this. And Blythe asks if she could bring something new to this in three seconds. Zoe says, yeah, you know, and then goes for it. And then she's barking at the mailman. But the mailman is prepared and he takes out a squeaky chicken bone and throws it, which distracts Zoe... And Zoe chases after it. And then <laughs> Blythe asks, what happened? And Zoe realizes what happened. Oh, got me with the old squeaky toy trick. This guy is good. And then Blythe bathes palms. Oh, goodness. So, at the pet shop, Vinny and Sunil are doing some dancing or something and Minka and Pepper look on confused but Penny runs through them and Pepe Le Russell follows and then they ask what's going on and Sunil blames Secret Cupid which he is right to do because this charm works on Russell and the girls for wanting romance which is wrong because that's that's dumb like like, like Secret Cupid really has all of the blame in this. And Pepper says as much because they're all so sick of Don Juan Russell. <laughs> and I looked this up as well, and Don Juan is a fictional character that was invented in the 1600s. So, while, while like, Blythe and her friends don't even know what a letter is and think it's, like, ancient, 
Like the the pads are incredibly well read on their 1600s literature. <laughs> like there's Cyrano de Bergerac and then Don Juan. I, I wonder who else from like the 1600s they're going to bring up. I don't know. Because I don't know anything about 1600s literature aside from maybe Shakespeare, but that's that's kind of a broader thing, you know, than just like Don Juan or Cyrano de Bergerac. I mean, they're both important, I guess, but 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 like Shakespeare revolutionized a language, so that's that's why we still hear about that. So, Sunil and Vinny vow to find Sugar Sprinkles and make her reverse the spell. However, she gets the drop on them, and she hits them with her love spell, which makes them fall for Pepper and Minka, respectively. So, Sunil gets Pepper, Vinny gets Minka. So, now, I know what you're thinking. Don't Vinny and Sunil sort of have a thing for each other? Yes. Yes, they do. And I've looked at this clip multiple times to see if it just wasn't straight washing. Because that would be dumb. And I don't even think Sugar Sprinkles would approve of that. Like, the, the lyrics of Sugar Sprinkles' love song are like, go ahead and try it on the next pet that you see. Like, like, and like, even, like, before that, you can love most anyone. It's happy and it's free. Like, Go ahead and try it on the next pet that you see. So that 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 line, like that that doesn't like like it doesn't tie it to a specific gender. But I have discovered something. The key, the key for most things, most pets or people, whatever this charm works on, is that they have to look into the eyes of the person. So when Sunil and Vinny are turning around, they don't see each other's eyes, but rather Minka and Pepper's eyes. And that's how that worked. It worked with Bobaloo. It happened with Russell. This is how it works most of the time. We get into the exception, but it's the exception that proves the rule. Okay. So, so with that out of there, so uh, Vinny goes to Minka, Sunil goes to Pepper, and they start acting lovey-dovey, and Pepper and Minka just flee. They had with Penny and explain that uh, they've been put under the love spell as well. And they think they're safe, but out of the toy chest, Pops out Russell wearing like a Spanish dancer shirt. And Vinny and Sunil pop up doing the same. And they're all holding maracas. And they say, Feliz Navidad. (laughs) Cripes. And the girls run to the dumbwaiter. And just close the door. And the guys think that they're playing hard to get. Which, I mean, I guess is... A dated concept at best, and then discuss their next plan to win the affection of the girls. The girls open up the dumbwaiter and think they're gone, but then the lights dim, and Penny says, "Uh oh, 
and then funky music starts playing, a disco ball drops, and the guys are suited up for Saturday night fever. <laughs> the guys dance over the rest of the girls, and the girls discuss what they want to do. They agree to go to Sugar Sprinkles, and then they make a break for it. <laughs> so, they hop on, they, they leave the pet shop, they hop onto the um, sweet truck, and they ask Sugar Sprinkles to reverse the spell because it has created three monsters. And I love how Minka holds up two fingers and her tail when demonstrating three. Oh, oh all these little details. I just love that. <laughs> Sugar Sprinkles says that they just aren't used to the amount of love they're getting. Also, I have no idea how to reverse the spell. So, so yeah, I just want to get into this. Sugar Sprinkles is another mutant with music manipulation. Only this time she's using it for love and not adoration. And also with the added benefit of buying stuff for them. And turning you into... And leaving an impression on you that gets absorbed by all of the other evil around you. It's just pure love. I think she could do it with other emotions as well, and I think music manipulation might be her focus. It's just mutant. And I love saying the characters mutants again. Like like I thought I've gotten all of them so far. Well, I gotten all of them so far. It has been a while, but it is not a well that has dried up just yet. Anyway, so the guys uh, come on the sweet truck, still decked out like it's the seventies, and they bob their head like um, if you remember that SNL skit with the "What Is Love," but it's a bit slower. Like it's every other beat on that, like in like. What is it's like what is love? Baby don't hurt me. Like like if you imagine that, just like it's ever it's every other beat they do it, not every beat. Where it's like what is love? Baby don't hurt like I c I'm I can't do it on audio medium, but uh like like I've been doing it with my head. But like that's the that's the best comparison I can think of at this point, and it's the one I'm going with. And Sugar Sprinkles looks at this and agrees that, yeah, no, this is wrong. This is just wrong. And she's like, I've never tried to reverse it, but let's see how it goes. She yells at them to snap out of it, but it doesn't work. So she thinks to try singing her song backwards. So she gets out her ukulele, and yeah, she's doing this with a ukulele, because of course she is, and she sings her song backwards, and it works. Uh, and, like, the guys see what they're doing and are a bit grossed out by it, and all of the love energy that they were impacted with like leaves them and goes back into the ukulele <laughs> and the girls thank sugar sprinkles for this 
for Russell gets irate but saying thank her she did this she causes us to act like idiots and stuff and it's like really mad and Sugar Sprinkles follows that up by saying uh yeah I prefer lovey dovey Russell to this and then she pulls her ukulele back out and Russell runs for it Sugar Sprinkles follows saying you'll love it it's a good song <laughs> which to be fair it is I like the song and everyone else chases her so I will also say that this is the best that the pets have been on the sweet bus on their own <laughs> like with no human supervision the worst thing that happened caused them to just leave the bus because they they know if they stayed on something terrible would happen because because like i would not trust them <laughs> in there ever again because it happened twice in the same day so anyway uh so back in Blythe's situation Blythe is in despair about the letter being almost to Josh's house and having nothing she can do about it she's like maybe I can just move to Siberia no one will find me in Siberia which oh Oh, it's so heartbreaking, but it is so teenagery at the same time. Oh, but I love it. I love it. But there's hope for Blythe yet. As just then, Russell, Sugar Sprinkles, and the rest run through the mailman and trip him. <laughs> and, like, I guess since it's Russell that hits him first, like, Russell's, like, super strength just pushes the mail out of the way and lets all of the letters fly. And Blythe catches her letter and is delighted but Josh finds her and Blythe runs away screaming but before you can figure out what that was about he gets hit with Sugar Sprinkles love song and is like hmm yeah I kind of like Blythe I kind of dig it so um and we'll point out that like Josh didn't see Blythe's eyes, but he still is, like, love, in love with her in this moment. And my theory on that is, um, like, Josh already kind of likes Blythe, and this is just an amplifier. We're going to get more into this, but this is my explanation for that, like, like because like like the feelings are already there they don't need the eyes to like draw it out exactly so back at the pet shop the girls including Blythe this time are adoring Bobaloo and his girlfriend and Russell comes up and say you know they do look cute and the girls look at him weird and Russell admits to having come around on love and Sugar Sprinkles walks up and says, like, she knew this would happen, and then breaks out her ukulele. Russell says that this isn't the time or the place, and takes it away. However, Sugar Sprinkles busts out another one, ending the episode. So, so, 
I love this episode. I absolutely love this episode. And I love it, but I did read on TV tropes that this is a divisive episode when it comes to who likes it and who doesn't like it. But I absolutely love this episode. It is just so dumb. And I'm using dumb as a term of endearment here. Because, like, it leans into it. It leans into that strength of it. it like, 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 it leans into the Phineas and Ferb side of it. And it's just so dumb it works in itself. <laughs> like, like, it's not trying to backpedal on anything. No, it just, it just goes for it. It just, it, it doubles down. <laughs> like, like. Like, I know, like, the guys are problematic in the episode, but that's kind of the point. That's not really how they act most of the time. Like, I know Russell's kind of a Plazovich, and, like, that could affect how Russell reacts to this, but that's not normally them. And a lot of people have the problem with, like, like, that sugar sprinkles like charming everyone with the song but like i think it's more their reaction to it because like babalu works out fine and like you know josh seems to work out fine like it's just these guys and they're not exactly the most emotionally well equipped people like, cause like, like Sunil has a thing for Delilah, so like making him like someone else puts up a conflict, and his reaction to that is not great. And I mean, also he has a thing for Vinny, and Vinny has a thing for Sunil, and you know stuff like that. And like, th- they're all conflicted. Russell's conflicted. Vinny's conflicted because he also likes Sunil and Penny. Kind of. And Sunil likes Vinny and Delilah. Like, I guess they're all, like, conflicted. And them being this upfront about, like, love. Like, is their idea of saying sorry for not thinking of them like this all the time? So they're trying to make up for it, but it proves disastrous. And, you know, it doesn't make... It doesn't make it right, but, like, they're trying, but it's not good. And, like, even they recognize it's not good when they snap out of it, but, like... Like, yeah, Sugar Sprinkles needs to rein it in sometimes, but, like... Like, come on. Like, who whose mutant ability hasn't gone out of control at this point? It's just... It's weird. Like they just they just can't handle like them being this affectionate and it it turns into a problem. Like like I I guess we're in the season. So you if you remember the 2001 Jim Carrey Grinch Who Stole Christmas. Like the thing that set him off to steal Christmas was him being overstimulated by everyone at that festival that Cindy Lou Who nominated him for. And, like, 
he just like throws a fit at the because you just can't handle it. Like Babalu can handle it because he doesn't think about this, but Russell like like is trying to repress it. He's not trying to ignore it. He's trying to repress it. And like I guess Vinny and Sunil are also kind of in that same boat, but all of this to say that like I love this episode for how dumb it is and I just don't know what else to say like like I might be grasping at straws to make this all work but that's what I like doing with this podcast like like I I even did it with my least favorite episode that turned into like one of the best things that has happened to this podcast (laughs) Uh, at least one of my favorite things. I don't know if it's the best. I don't know. What do you think about the whole lingering biscuit into purified biscuit? <laughs> uh, that's anyway. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying at this point. All I know is I love this episode because of how silly and stupid and dumb it is and how it just does not shy away from that fact. Like, like, it just goes for it. It dives head first into it, and I love it. And that should be it for this episode of The Littlest Petcast. Be sure to leave your comments and reviews on iTunes, on Shout Engine, on the Google Play Store, and wherever else RSS feeds go when they're going to hide in some bushes. And be sure to tune in next time for the episode of Some Assistance Required. I shall see you then. wasn't the new apartment era that was causing the episodes to shrink because this episode's long and we're still in the new apartment era knew it